is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Dealer News Today, the award-winning show highlighting dealerships all across the country with some great insight into the industry. Now, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Dealer News Today. For all past episodes and seasons and a lot more, you can head over to DealerNewsToday.com. I am your host, Derek D. And of course, go to DerekD.com for more information on yours truly. But for now, we're going to find out a lot more information about my next guest. With 22 dealership locations and over 40 years experience, it's needless to say he knows what he's doing and he does it well. He's the president of Cardinale Auto Group. Folks, please welcome Joe Cardinale to the show. What's going on, Joe? Thanks for coming on. Well, you're welcome, and I'm glad to be here. Yeah, appreciate it. So first, Joe, let me just ask you, where are you originally from? I'm right here in Monterey, California, local Italian. Oh, nice. I'm a local Italian boy myself, but I'm uh, I'm out here in Jersey. <laughs> We're hiring a lot of guys out of Jersey, bringing them to California now. Yeah, that's true, uh, but a lot of them uh, come back, like my parents, and then I was born here, right at the beach. But, you know, most of my family is North Jersey Italians. But anyway, where uh, were you always a car guy or was it more the business side of the automotive world that attracted you? But I've been in the car business so long, I hate to even tell you, but it was the money. You know what I mean? I started selling cars 18 years old and I made $700 in my first month and I... I Thought I died and went to heaven. <laughs> yeah, you know, you get a taste and uh, you're hooked. So it was more of the business side and the money making aspect for you. You know, not a gearhead or a, a diehard car guy. T- today I don't. Today I don't know uh, how to change oil in a car. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I ask everyone, like a lot of owners and stuff, on the show about that, and they, they, a lot of them say the same thing. That it's more about you know working with uh, people that you enjoy working with and. You know, establishing a connection with people and customers more so than it is loving cars. It's more the business side. Well, it's once you learn uh, sales. Sales, yeah. Sales is a fun business in which, you know, you get to, you know, you get a game every day and you get to win or lose it. Keeps it interesting. Yeah, you're in a contest. You're back in (laughs) high school. You know, you're playing baseball or football. You got a game every day. And, you know, you scored every 30 days. And then... You're, you know, you go from hero to zero and you start all over again. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, keeps it interesting and on your toes. So uh, was your first dealership in 1979? Do I have that correct? Uh, first used car lot was in 1980, and the first new car lot was in 89. Oh, okay, 89, okay. And and since then, you have 22 locations, correct? Yeah, correct, and we'll open three more uh, next quarter. Oh, wow, wow. So are you all basically in California or are you spread about, you know, the uh, area? We have two in Vegas and two in Arizona, five or six in Southern California, all the way through California, wow. Northern That's District. Great. Yeah. Um, so definitely a big, definitely a big auto group. Um, three, so three family generations work in the business, right? You, you, does your son work in the business, I believe, and your daughter, if I'm not mistaken? Sure. My son, my daughter, my son-in-law, my grandson, my brother. <laughs> oh, so uh, it's, it's, a, it's everybody. <laughs> everybody now is that i ask this a lot too is that easier or harder working with family because you know sometimes that could be great and sometimes it could not well it has its uh it has its deficiencies but you know we we tell all the family they're just employees you know <laughs> you either get your stuff done or you get out you know what i mean well we've had to fire a few family members in our day 
but uh, everybody's got a, this isn't a, uh, where you can come in and coast in and coast out. You know? Oh yeah. We run, we run a deal with brutal honesty. And so if you're not uh, holding, holding your side of the bargain up, you know, you're, we're going to let you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder if some family members who didn't work out, you know, does that make it awkward at the Thanksgiving dinner table or something? You know, that's uh that's like the good and the bad side of working with family. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, we're, we're in a business where we're family owned and we're in a family business with, our core values of being family and that all whatever 900 a thousand employees are all family but at the same time we're also good tough businessmen that and women that have to run a business to be profitable and take care of those thousand families that are out there so yeah we we have a responsibility to them yeah absolutely i mean you gotta you gotta work you can't come in like you said you can't come in and uh you know, get a free ride or just, you know, you know, stride on through. That's not going to work that way. Uh, let me ask you this. What's a, what's a, what's a typical day for you look like? I mean, it's right now we're recording this. It's Tuesday. You know, what's a normal Tuesday look like for you, Joe? Well, I got here uh, a little after seven. Uh, opened my emails. Uh, I had planned my day the day before. I had a hour Pilates. Oh, nice. And then uh, we just came in. Uh all the corporate team were all in the same place and we started planning uh, for tomorrow and discussed all the different meetings we have. We've got three GMs to hire. So we're interviewing right now and we're going to have to fly out tomorrow, you know, so I'll work till uh, three or four o'clock. And then uh, either one of my grandkids got a ball game or I go to the show, I go back at, uh, out of there at five, do another workout, and then work uh, on my computer or talking to the stores till eight or nine. Wow! So it's a stacked day. So you, and and you work out twice. Good for you. You you gotta you gotta stay healthy. That's key. So basically, you're very you're still hands on day to day. Do you have like a main office you always go to, or you bounce around from all the different dealerships kind of throughout the week? Or is it just kind of one primary location besides travel? Like you said, you have to go somewhere tomorrow. Yeah, we have a corporate office here in Monterey. It's actually uh, Marina in which uh, all the corporate officers, the RMs, you know, all come into fixed stops. So we can, we have, uh, we like to have a lot of impromptu five minute, 15 minute meetings, you know, right. It's, it's, it's what I, I don't know how people that are working off site are doing it because we need to be talking, discussing, you know, you got to get all the heads together. And it's unbelievable what kind of ideas they, somebody else has, you know, yeah, they've all got great ideas and we need to hear them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I totally get what you're saying. I mean, there's only, yeah, technology is great and everything, but you need, you need that face to face, especially with people you're working with directly to discuss you know, ideas for the business and, 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 you know, tons of important things just to, to make a business run smoothly, not only in the automotive business, but any business. And I, I, th- I think that's uh, that's good that you're very hands on with that. And you're uh, and I like the idea of quick meetings, you know, just get, get it. What do you got to say? What's 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 working? What's not working? Let's talk about it and let's move on to the next thing, because I have friends who are in all kinds of businesses and just all day they're in meetings that are just long and it just seems too much we 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 practice a system called eos 
in which uh, every one of our stores has one meeting a week. It's at the same time. It starts on time. It ends on time. Good. <laughs> and uh, then we see that from every one of our stores, what they got done, what what they fixed. You know, can people hate meetings because by the time it's done, they just figure out when the next meeting is. Right. Exactly. Um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We got we got to get stuff done. Yeah. And I so you did say so you're looking to open. I don't know if you said two or three, two or three more dealerships, uh, right? When when you said that's next quarter? Yeah, we'll open three, three, uh, depends how you count, three, four, or five. Oh, wow. Uh, new stores in the next quarter. Wow. Which is to be the most growth we've ever had in that short of time. Yeah. Now, is that mainly because, and we'll, we'll talk about the inventory and chip shortage thing in a second, but because right now dealerships are the most profitable in a a very long time. So this was the best opportunity uh, right now. Yeah. Well, we didn't think we'd buy anything uh, this year. Wow. wow. And because of the multiples, but uh, we were awarded uh, three stores from manufacturers. We just closed one in April, uh, you know, where we thought, you know, the multiples were fair and we could, the way we do it is we use it. We buy underperforming stores. That's a, that's a, that's where our sweet spot is and then put our systems in and make sure that they perform. Yeah. So you're able to do that because of record profits, right? Right. Last year was our biggest year by far. We think we'll exceed that this year. Wow. Although uh, we were way up in the first quarter. Now the pandemic hit and, you know, got over in essence. So we can go back to selling cars in May. Uh, and so now it'll be, a fight to beat next year. It'll be a real fight, but uh, up to up to May, you know, we had we beat the first four months rather easily. Now, now it's going to get tougher. As with anything, you know, when you get to the mountaintop, you know, they're small and the uh, and the air is thin. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's the grind as you get up there, and then you get up there, and you got to stay up there. You know what I mean? Right. And it's always. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we just we just touched on it. Obviously, you know, I mentioned the inventory thing, and we talk about it, you know, on the show all the time, and it's happening at every dealership. But is there anything you're doing, and your your dealerships are doing in particular, that makes it a little easier to deal with or manage it any better? Sure, I, I don't know how you manage no inventory. It's tough. Yeah, you know, we've got we've got multiple stores with that are sitting with under ten cars. Jeez. on the ground. So you know, you do it with profits and you do it in parts you do it in service you do it in wholesale you go do it in other ways you know you just usually you think you do it used but that's not happening because the prices are used uh at the auction or so how you can barely uh make a profit right. when you're done yeah no that's true too i mean it's 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 pretty crazy time because it's like dealerships being profitable yet the inventory is so low do you see it getting any better or do you know a time frame when you think it might start ticking up? Well, if I, I, I don't have that crystal ball, but I know the factories have gotten it wrong every time. Hmm. You know, we were supposed to be in June of last year would be our low uh, watermark in some of our lines. Uh, and now we're a year later and they're telling us, well, it'll be better in September. I don't think they can, you know, you've had, you know, the epidemic, you had the war in Ukraine, you had the you know, you had plants go down in Japan. Uh, now you've got uh, Singapore where they're not sending parts. They have not, you know, they, they haven't been able to figure it out. Yeah. You know, it's just, 
Then you see this chip shortage say, okay, it's going to go through 24. Now some of the factories are making us order cars that are strippies or morphodites or something. That's the only way you get cars. But you can't take the available excuses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you got to make do with what you have and adjust, right? Uh, are you guys getting some cars without the chips? Like, say, the you know heated seat chips, for example, aren't installed in the car yet, but you'll get the car, sell it, and then say to the customer, come back when we get the chip and we'll install it. Uh, you see a little of that in the high line, but now we're seeing in the domestic world that where they're, they're telling you you have to order them different. Hmm. Um, it's a... <laughs> You know, the car business is for the best and the brightest. You better figure it out or you, uh, you know, you'll go broke. Yeah. Well, you're forced to figure it out. Right. I mean, do you think is, is it the inventory shortage a lot because of the chips or are the two just two separate shortages or is it inventory shortage because of the chips mainly? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I can't answer that question. I'm not on the factory side. I know that uh, China right now has, you know, car uh, parts are are not coming out of China because hmm. they shut it down. I know Mexico had a problem. I know we had the uh, German cars had problems coming out of that plants in Ukraine. So you know, it's uh, if it's not one thing, it's another. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, it's just something different every day. Yeah, it's like these last couple of years have been such a, a whirlwind for everything. I mean, you know, when the pandemic first hit. Everyone was like, well, what the hell is this COVID thing? And then obviously in the beginning when you don't know what it is, it, there's extra, extra precautions. And now that we've figured out really you know, what it is, what it can do and you know, where we are now, it's a big difference. But in the beginning, you know, dealerships among other businesses you know, shut down for a little while and you guys were probably like, well, what the hell is going to go on? Probably never foreseeing that, geez, the next couple of years are actually going to be the most profitable ever. But then boom, you get hit with the whole inventory thing. And this chip thing, so it's like, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like good on one side, but bad on the other. Yeah, in March of last year, we we uh, we had a meeting and said, okay, let's make one dollar this year, <laughs> right? When when you shut down stores and stuff, and then it then it boomed. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So you just gotta go. Every day is you know. Is a new day. Yeah, we yeah. we got cars. We got lines of guys that sell a hundred new cars are getting five. You know, it's just Oof. it's just uh, craziness. Frustrating on some part. I'm a little concerned that the new car prices are 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 so high from the manufacturer. Right, that's a big one too. I mean, they're worried about the dealer, but the. The factories have raised their prices, no rebates, raised their prices, no rates, no no money back to the dealer, that when there's inventory, whether they'll bring their prices down or not, you know, so that you know, we're losing customer base. Hmm. Uh, our used car, uh, average car is up by a third year over year. That means that there's many of our customers that just can't afford to buy a car. Right. Yeah. So no, I know. Now when they, you know, they'd wait for the new car because it's the same price as used car, but the new car hasn't come yet. And those prices are going up dramatically. I mean, it's crazy what some MSRPs are. And then there's some dealerships that, you know, market up from the MSRP and it's just really expensive and there's no rebates or anything like that. Like you said, you know, and you wonder if they'll ever, those will ever come back. Cause I think the, the manufacturers are seeing that now, you know, it, it, 
you don't necessarily have to put out as many cars. You don't need to have as many uh, cars on the lot. I mean, you, obviously, you need more than what's going on now. But inventory-wise, if you had a 1,000 cars on the lot, you might not need that now, and you might be fine with 400 new cars on the lot, you know, and then people go online and they build the car they want, things like that, you know, go to the dealership, build it out, and then you call them when their car's ready, whatever. Yeah, the fact is if- when they get when they get rolling, they'll still want you to carry <laughs> they won't change your spots as far as wanting you to buy everything they got. Remember, it's sold with it. It's a dealer. Right. Not when the customer buys it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what, what's your biggest dealership? Like how many cars are normally on the lot of your biggest dealership? Well, new car wise, we uh, last year before the pandemic, we carried about 5,000 cars total and now we're under 500 you're saying 5,000 cars total across all dealerships yeah and then now you're under 500 right wow yeah that's that's quite the hit so are you trying to scoop up as many used cars as possible as well well yeah you're wherever you can buy them you got to buy them but at the same time you can't you know you're paying uh for a used car what it's sold for at msrp there's not a lot of profit left there when it hits the used car lot so you know, it's a constant balance. Yeah, sure is. Um, one last question before we get going. As a multi-dealership owner and president of Cardinale Auto Group, you know what? what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned in the last two years during all this craziness that maybe a dealership owner who owns one or a few dealerships would uh, you know, benefit from knowing? Well, the biggest lesson we all learned was in 08. Oh, with the auto crisis and the, and the bailout. Yeah. 08 taught us more than anything, and that was that, you, you know, you... No matter what, you got to keep your overheads low, and you got to, you know, you got to have fortress balances. Uh, you got to keep your cash. And now today, you got the problem that your cash is depreciating uh, because right, cause of inflation. Inflation, but at the same time, yeah, you know, they're going to raise your rates. They're going to do some other stuff. That you know, there'll be some buys. There'll be some things you want to now for for us the biggest lesson is that we could hold we could sell a car and make fair amount of money you know before we were turning cars and and making an unfair profit to the dealer and now today there's a fair profit in relationship term to percentage wise of you know of in relation to Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy time, but uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come on Dealer News today. Best of luck with the new dealerships you're opening up and dealing with the, you know, the whole inventory issue. But uh, you seem to be handling it pretty well and you guys will come out on top and uh, you're doing all right. Too much experience not to. Well, thank you. And you have a great day yourself. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. God bless you. You as well. That was Joe Cardinale, the president of of Cardinale Auto Group. For more information, head over to CardinaleWay.com. But that will do it for this episode of DNT. Follow us on Instagram at Dealer News Today. I am your host, Derek D. DerekD.com for all my stuff, of course. I appreciate you listening, everybody. And until next time, this is Dealer News Today.